Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This morning, Melbourne locked in. Police surround the city ready to stop anyone sneaking out after restrictions were eased in regional Victoria. Now a massive fine for those caught breaking the rules. Inquiry bombshell, the shock admission from Victoria's Chief Health Officer over the bungled hotel quarantine program. Stranded Aussies thrown a lifeline, the federal government's plan to bring them home. And rare sighting, where on the Australian coast these killer whales were spotted. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Victoria Police have fortified Melbourne, vowing to crack down on anyone trying to illegally leave the city. Officers are aiming to check every vehicle heading to regional Victoria, where coronavirus rules were eased overnight. Melburnians who are caught will be fined nearly $5,000 under a new penalty designed to protect the bush. I know those that are going through are delayed, but by and large, particularly the regional rural areas, they want us to check everyone. They don't want people sneaking through and putting people at risk. Police have warned of long delays on the roads today as they ramp up checks. Victoria's Chief Health Officer has revealed he didn't know security guards were being used in Melbourne's hotel quarantine program until the start of the second wave. Brett Sutton has given evidence at an inquiry into the bungled system, saying he didn't know how it would be supervised. You weren't even aware that private security were being used in the hotel quarantine program until after the outbreak. That's correct. He also told the inquiry some travellers were infected when they left the hotels without being tested. Today, the former and current police chief commissioners will give evidence. Thousands of Australians still stuck overseas could be brought home under a federal government plan. Let's go live to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. The states are being urged to accept more passengers. Yeah, and already some are on board ahead of tomorrow's National Cabinet meeting where the Prime Minister hopes that the Premiers can agree to make more rooms available in hotel quarantine from the end of this month so that they can lift the cap on international arrivals 
into Australia from the current 4,000 a week to 6,000, with some 26,000 Australians still stranded overseas wanting to come home. He's pushing for New South Wales, Queensland and WA to each take an extra 500 travellers a week. Now, New South Wales has agreed Queensland open to it if the ADF supervises, though WA blindsided by this announcement. It is yet to support the plan, though South Australia has also agreed to take an extra 100 people a week and, of course, Melbourne Airport remains closed. The bungled quarantine, quarantine system in Victoria has led to a review of the systems in place in each state, ensuring that guards are properly trained in infection control so that the lessons can be applied nationwide. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. The New South Wales government is looking at further relaxing coronavirus restrictions as case numbers remain low. A possible relaxation of rules on crowd limits at sporting events has been flagged. Ten infections were reported yesterday, six in hotel quarantine. A new study by the Australian National University suggests thousands more people may have been exposed to COVID-19 than have been detected. The screening of blood samples in June found one in 350 tests displayed coronavirus antibodies, that is despite none of the subjects having previously tested positive. That could be inferred to suggest that there were potentially 60,000 uh, patients who hadn't been diagnosed with COVID-19 but who are antibody positive. Researchers stress the results are only an estimate and will not change current COVID policy. Larger gatherings and aged care visits will be allowed on the Gold Coast this morning following an easing of COVID restrictions. At 8am, up to 30 people will be able to congregate both indoors or outdoors, up from 10. Rules are also being eased across the Darling Downs west of Brisbane. It comes after Queensland recorded another day of zero new cases. Ten men allegedly involved in Sunday's deadly gang brawl in Brisbane will face court today. Police allege the attackers aged between 18 and 32 ambushed a group of people with knives and baseball bats had left one man dead and 11 others in hospital. Arrests were made yesterday following investigations by police who feared the assault would trigger further violence. Police say the investigation is far from over with further arrests expected. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says it would be shameful if Queensland managed to steal the Qantas headquarters and its jobs away from Sydney. The Flying Kangaroo announced it's considering relocating its head offices, sparking a bidding war between state governments. It would be a shameful for Queensland to be given a leg up if they're refusing to bring down our border, which is unnecessary. 5,000 jobs are at stake in Sydney. Horrifying security video has captured the moment a car slammed into a shop in Turkey, narrowly missing two young children. The out-of-control car mounted a busy footpath before smashing into the store, injuring three people. The car came within centimetres of hitting two children, one of them a baby in a stroller. Onlookers quickly rushed to the scene to make sure the children weren't harmed. Fishermen off Australia's northern coast have experienced a rare sighting spotting a pod of killer whales near their boat. The whales surfaced while the crew was fishing in the Gulf of Carpentaria. Killer whales are more commonly found closer to the Antarctic. It follows humpback whales being spotted in a crocodile-infested river in Kakadu earlier this week. 
A car has burst into flames, sparking chaos on one of Sydney's busiest motorways. The driver managed to pull into the breakdown lane of the M5 at Reevesby yesterday morning before fleeing the burning sedan. Fire crews doused the flames within minutes, but it took more than two hours for traffic to return to normal. As the economic pain of the pandemic grows, payday lenders are coming under renewed scrutiny. States and consumer groups are pushing for a federal government crackdown to provide more protection for vulnerable Australians. Fast loans in a slow time. $500 to $5,000 cash possible within an hour of approval. Now even more tempting. But for financial counsellors like Stuart Barber, it's the reason they're flat out. By nature, the products are, are taking a lot of money off of people who already are under you know, immense financial pressure. Payday lenders loan small amounts, quickly and at high costs. The latest data shows borrowing $600 for three months through a bank would cost you $13 in fees and interest. A credit card, $19, but a payday loan, a whopping $192. The existing um, rules allow these lenders to, to really snatch a large proportion of people's income. Last year, payday lenders lent $1.7 billion and took home half a billion in profits. Today, nearly 9 in 10 payday loans originate online. Typically, these uh, sort of solutions uh, are not solutions and they tend to put people in a worse position. Three years ago, the federal government proposed reforms to crack down on predatory lending. But today, they're still just proposals. The government telling Seven News it's given corporate watchdog ASIC more powers to go after dangerous lenders. South Australia is now pushing ahead with its own laws. State governments are saying the federal government won't do something about it, but then we will. But consumer groups would prefer a national approach. Free financial counselling is available through the National Debt Helpline. Gemma Acton, 7 News. Hurricane Sally is smashing the southern United States with torrential rains and gale force winds. The Category 2 storm has caused widespread flooding and major damage as it sweeps across the Gulf Coast. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning, Ash. Sally's slow progress is making the situation worse. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, that's what's making this storm just so destructive is the rain, but just how slowly it's moving. Most storms are in and out. This one is basically moving at walking pace, so five to seven kilometres an hour, uh, and it's dumping huge amounts of rain over parts of Florida and Alabama. Now, Hurricane Sally made landfall early this morning as a Category 2 storm. Uh, bringing with it winds of 170 kilometres an hour. An emergency has been declared in three states with warnings of historic and catastrophic flooding. Water rescues underway this morning too. So more wild weather uh, here in the US, both wildfires on this side of the country and now wild storms happening on the other side of the country too, Jody. Crazy scenes. OK, thanks, Ash. Japan's parliament has elected a new prime minister. In the expected landslide vote, Yoshihide Suga became the country's 99th PM. He takes over from Japan's longest-serving prime minister, Shinzo Abe, who left office saying he was proud of his achievements during nearly eight years in power. Mr Abe announced his resi resignation last month, citing ill health. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading higher this morning. The Nasdaq is up. In London, the FTSE fell. Germany's DAX gained 37 points. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished the day higher, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,968 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 40 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 73.14 US cents, 77 Japanese yen, and $1.8 New Zealand. A new study has found a common spice may help reduce chronic arthritis pain. Researchers at the University of Tasmania gave a synthetic extract from turmeric to patients over 12 weeks and found they suffered significantly less knee pain from osteoarthritis. My plan is to look in future is to look at the long-term effects. That means at least for two years. The researchers say the dose they used differs from what's in food, so simply eating a curry with turmeric may not provide pain relief. A Malaysian man has found his missing phone with the thief's identity all over it. This is what he discovered when he opened it up. A monkey taking videos and a whole bunch of selfies in the jungle. The phone was discarded behind the owner's house once the thief was done with his photo shoot. The owner thinks the cheeky monkey pinched it from a bedside table. 20 years ago, four Aussie swimmers made Olympic history at the Sydney 2000 Games. Real underdogs, our men's 100-metre freestyle relay team, took on the unbeaten US juggernaut, matching them stroke for stroke before our greatest ever swimmer stormed home in that unforgettable final lap. The moment Australia, just like Ian Thorpe, was holding its breath. Thorpe's in front, Thorpe in the hall, Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Michael Klim, Chris Feidler, Ashley Callis and the Torpedo. Conquering the US in the men's 4x100 freestyle relay at an Olympics for the very first time. We were definitely coming in as the underdogs. They hadn't been beaten. Two decades on from that magical swim, they're reflecting on just how they pulled it off. The strategy was get out in front and just try and get encourage them to chase us in that first leg. Michael Klim is going out hard. Each swimmer stuck to the plan. Heidler finishing strongly. Keeping the more fancied Americans at bay. Callis and Lezak, the Australians are still in front. Before the torpedo launched. In they go, Ian Thorpe, listen to that roar. Dropping behind Gary Hall Jr., the then 17-year-old rallied. With 25 to go, I realise I'm making distance. Staging a famous Aussie fight back. I decided to take my goggles off and look around to the other end of the pool <coughs> to see that we'd actually finished first. But Thorpe's premature exit from the pool had teammates worried about disqualification. Relay changeover times also a concern as they waited for conversation. Information. In the back of your mind, you do have that. I just want to see on the scoreboard the result. It was gold. Their celebration, a response to an American sledge to smash us like guitars. Chris has been heckling me that mine was more like a ukulele. He would. Look at the footage, mate. Just an hour earlier, Thorpe claimed his first Olympic gold in his pet event, the 400 free. Gold and a world record. Backing up for the relay and sealing his place in Australian sporting folklore. Matt Shervington, 7 News.
The AFL has confirmed it will hold this year's Brownlow medal count on Sunday, October 18 in a made-for-TV format. The virtual event will be six days before the Gabba Grand Final and Dan Hanabry is likely to return from a hamstring injury in St Kilda's must-win clash against the Giants in Brisbane tomorrow night. At the completion of Stage 17 at the Tour de France, Australia's Richie Port has moved into fourth overall. Port finished the mountain stage in fifth behind Colombian Miguel Angel Lopez. Leader Roglic is now almost a minute ahead of fellow Slovenian Tadej Pogacar with four days to go until the final parade in Paris. Dean Young's two-decade association with the Dragons is over after telling the club he's leaving at season's end. Young is expected to join the Knights or Cowboys coaching staff for next season. And Raiders star Sia Soliola says he tried putting KFC, Maccas and even pizza in the blender when a facial injury left him unable to eat solid foods. The 33-year-old is in an extended squad to play the Warriors on Sunday but is more likely to return next week. He'll definitely play against Cronulla. I want to get him some time before um, the, the playoffs. The Sharks haven't beat a top eight team this season, but are confident they can step up against the big guns when they take on the Roosters on Saturday. Ahead of Saturday night's Super Rugby Grand Final, Reds coach Brad Thorne has revealed how he's transformed rugby's one-time easy beats into title contenders. Is the word I use more the comfortable word. It's really love. Love your mate, love the cause, love who you represent. Sounds mushy, doesn't it? You know, Brad Thorne, he's based his game on love. <laughs> it's the Reds' first Super Rugby Grand Final since 2011. They take on the Brumbies in Canberra on Saturday. Queensland Cup winger Rogan Dean lost his foot in a freak motorcycle accident last month and at just 28 his league career is over. But that doesn't mean he'll stop competing. To give himself a better quality of life, Dean asked doctors to cut off his lower leg too. They gave me the option to take, yeah, if I go up and take, cut a bit more of my leg off then I can have a lot more prosthetics, I'll still be able to run and I'll be able to go to the gym. He wants to run the New York Marathon when he gets his new prosthetic leg. Dinosaur fans with a few million dollars to spare are being given the opportunity to buy their very own Tyrannosaurus Rex. Christie's Auction House is selling the skeleton of one of the largest known T-Rexes next month. The dinosaur known as Stan was discovered in 1987 in South Dakota by an amateur paleontologist. The 65 million year old skeleton is expected to fetch up to $8 million. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and lows will bring areas of rain and storms across parts of South Australia, eastern WA and southern Victoria. Warm winds will filter ahead of the trough, bringing a warm day in the east. Onshore winds in the east will bring a few showers to coastal Queensland, heaviest in the north. Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane, heading for 27 degrees, a windy day and 30 in Sydney, a possible shower in Canberra, light rain at times in Melbourne, an early shower or two in Hobart, showers in Adelaide heading for 19 degrees, partly cloudy in Perth and in Darwin today. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 17th of September.